Welcome to Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. And I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we're checking out of the cozy confines of the Continental Hotel and stocking up on our number two pencils as we talk John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. The Baba Yaga. But for the sake of brevity and also our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers. And with a movie this insanely kick-ass, mm-hmm. we had to bring in another heavy hitter from the Continental. Please welcome to the podcast, for the second time, Greg D of the Nerds of Nostalgia. Greg, what's up, man? How are you guys? What's Fantastic. Up, this is kind of like role reversal, man. It truly is. I'm sitting here listening to Singe going, this is fun. It's like I'm walking Lola, <laughs> but I'm not walking Lola because I do listen to the podcast quite oh, a bit. Oh, yeah. Hey, shout out to Lance from Uruguay. Yeah, what up, big Lance? <laughs> so like I alluded to in the intro, we are going to be talking John Wick. So hopefully everybody out there that has been listening to the podcast, listening to Genius rant about all of his... I guess goings on has had a chance to see the, the the epic awesomeness that is John Wick three. This movie's fucking rad, dude. I can't tell you how excited I was opening night. I can't tell you how excited I was to have you guys tell me, you know, hey, we're having a triple feature at Alamo, mm-hmm. and uh, your tickets already covered. And I was like, ah, shit, okay, yeah, dude. We we got to thank you and Amber at the Alamo for putting one for doing the triple feature and two inviting us. We got to give you the gold coin later <laughs> later on. So weirdly enough, we, uh, at, when I left that night, there was a gold coin on my scooter. Very so you got good, like, Mister Jonathan. Was, <laughs> was that one of you guys? No, no, because if it was chocolate, I would have eaten it. Exactly. And it you know, if it was chocolate, genius couldn't mm-hmm. have eaten it. So where's me gold? That was very strange. It was really weird. That's I was just rad. curious. I'm going to throw that out there. If anyone, if Lance from Paraguay, maybe knows, I it would be nice. But <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. It was yeah, very bizarre. It, it was really awesome. But um, I, I really do. I want to thank oh, you for yeah. you know the. The, the ticket, number one, and then doing your little shtick in between the, the movies during the intermissions Dude, and whatnot. And then being able to see both three movies right in a row the way it should be done. Was Absolutely. That the f- uh, question, had any of you actually seen... Um, well, actually, ha- I have never watched them back-to-back yet at that point. I have. Oh, I okay. Have. Yeah, yeah, but I've never seen one in the theater. Because, oh. like, yeah, you me know, neither. I, I almost hate to, like, you know, kind of check in my action card, but... I, I completely slept on John Wick. Fuck, it was the you first guys, one. It was you guys who introduced me, and I was like, oh, what, the, "What you talking about?" And he was like, "That movie with Keanu, and he goes kills people." And I'm like, "Is that the one where like the two chicks knock on his door and like you know, don't dream it? You know, is it <laughs> like that? Because like cool, but I'll go see it. Now, I know I didn't even see it, and then you guys, man, you gotta fucking check this movie out, both of you guys. And I mean, it was a blind buy for me. Because yeah. I mean, I remember seeing something just pop up on IMDb because it was like you know Keanu Reeves and talked to you know re- resurgence of his action career and I'm like okay you know cool I like Keanu and then all of a sudden John Wick pops up and I'm looking at the, like the the title I'm like Ian McShane yeah okay I'll just go ahead and buy it did you so, ever see it in the theater I did um, really Lucky. yeah <laughs> I know it was I saw it at the Alamo and this was another one I had heard a lot of hype with as well and mm-hmm. the whole thing the sticking point was Keanu basically doing all of his own stunt work uh, putting in the time of the gunplay and what have you so I was like okay let's check it out and like you said it was one of those things that when I saw it the first time I was just I had a hard time not grinning mm-hmm. because from the get-go the world the, the mythology that they oh, create absolutely and this this mythical figure that he is and then you bring in all these awesome character actors and then all the crazy action on top of it, I was just immediately like, wow, this is probably the best decision I've made of my life. Well, and I, I you know, coming from an action perspective, and yeah. I know Genius can kind of attest to this because, you know, we see a lot of action movies. But I think the thing that Chad Stileski did so well 
is that he didn't use conversation to push how badass John Wick was. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, this is a man who was once in the military. He was disavowed special forces. You know, you had no commentary. It was just, he was effing people up all the way across every action shot that he he's, was on. He's always been a badass. Like, we just meet him, and they're talking about, like, the his legend, like, the Baba Yaga, and, like, he got out alive. And then I'm like, okay, cool. What are we in for? Oh, no, not the dog! You know, and then, like, next thing you know, like, oh, you done fucked up. Now, because when I first saw the first John Wick movie, like, up to then, I was like, okay, this is cool. It looks neat. But let's see some ass kickery. And when the ass kickery happened at the first John Wick, it blew my mind. Blew your mind, much like a pow, headshot. Pow, 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 yeah. I think the, the <laughs> thing for me that I liked most about the first John Wick was uh, Michael Nyquist playing Vigo. Because, I mean, he was so sleazy, but yet mm-hmm. he was funny, but yet he was cool. And fucking Rickety Cricket is the, mother, the, the bad guy yeah, who Theon killed the Greyjoy. dog. Yeah, like, hey, hey, you guys want to get weird? And- <laughs> but, I mean, just the way that they built the world around yeah. John Wick and yeah. around the mythology and everything was just fantastic. The Be- whole idea of the Continental. Yeah, and even in the second movie, you know, they keep building onto it with uh, Santino mm-hmm. and calling it a marker. So that's when we get introduced to how markers work, you know. No Blood matter, debts and shit. Yeah, no matter how anything works. You, you you have this marker. You have to do whatever task you're tasked with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not a matter of kill a friend, kill a family member. Whatever you got to you know, do. Exactly. If somebody calls your marker, you have to honor it. <laughs> and like John Wick's like, it's, it, it's, it plays on a lot of the tropes that we come to know and love in action movies, especially like even like the mafia ones. He goes, I was out, but now you guys are bringing me back in, you know? And so I don't want to do this. He's this reluctant badass until he's pushed too far and like, fucked with you know even by speeder stomari just showing up out of nowhere that's the one thing i love about this whole franchise entirely it is chocked full with like character actors good character actors even in small little minor parts just good fucking people that know their shit well they do i think they strike a really cool balance of showing and telling Yep. Just regarding mm-hmm. the visual sort of yeah. going, but also the exposition. But even the way the exposition exposition is delivered, I'll go back to the first film with Michael Nyquist Vigo's telling us about the Baba Yaga. Mm-hmm. Even the 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 subtitles are stylized. Yeah, the fonts. The fonts where you get Baba Yaga and it's all in red, and he's doing that Russian folklore, like you said before that first action sequence when you get to see John Wick unleashed. Mm-hmm. It's it's unreal. It, well, I mean, honestly, it's probably set the bar so high, incredibly high, yes. so much for action films coming yeah. out now that, I mean, you, you see all the things that Stileski and, and the crew pulled from, like for John Wick 3, the movie we're, we're going to talk about ultimately. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many different pulls from that movie. You know, you have you have like the uh, the, the the glass room, you know, yeah. and, and, and just being able to set that up is incredible just to think about because, you know. How do you hide a camera crew of like 50 people right? when you know there's going to be a reflection somewhere? And just the amount of time it takes to kind of set that up is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like every single action set piece could be a finale in a s- smaller movie. And the one thing I liked about the first John Wick, I was like, this movie is badass. There's no way part two could be better. To me, part two was even better. And I was like, oh, man, that movie was badass, man. I can't wait for part three. There's no way it's going to (laughs) be bigger and better and crazier than part two. But we'll see. I went in with, like, lowered expectations because, you know, not lowered, but, like, I'm excited Mm -hmm. but apprehensive. But, yeah, how are they going to be able to top it? Right. Part three for me was significantly better. I think it's my favorite one of the franchise. 
Yeah, and and for me, I mean, I'm very much the same way. I I don't think that number two was a was a sidestep. No, I, I just think it kind of continued mm-hmm. one. But when you get to the third chapter, the Parabellum, it just ramps everything up to thirteen, and it doesn't come down from from yeah. that level at all. Yeah, I mean, because you think about the movie, you know, number one, they kill his dog. He's out for revenge. Mm-hmm. Nothing really, you know. It's just it's just him. It's a yeah. lean. It's a lean movie, right? right. Number two. He goes in and he kills a person on the Continental Grounds, which is the biggest no-no imaginable. Right. So they put a bounty on his head for all of the other assassins to kill him, Mm -hmm. which leads us into the third film. Yeah. He has a $14 million bounty on his head. And then you go from there. And that's one thing I love about the John Wick franchise. It doesn't give you backstory. Like whenever they bring another Batman movie, they always have to show another crime alley scene. We don't fucking need that. And I think that's one thing that John Wick universe and the MCU are both doing kind of well. They assume you've already seen these movies, so they're not like force feeding you backstory. Exactly. We we don't need to see Wayne Manor every every single movie. Right. And that's what I really appreciate about John Wick and especially seeing it the way we saw the, the triple feature the boom 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 it makes sense as a whole one big long movie well that's what it is it's ultimately one long story mm-hmm. yeah and i'm actually really excited because they just announced a couple of days ago that john wick 4 yeah. will be dropping here in a couple of years yeah. so i mean like okay okay you i mean you gotta keep going con- now conceivably just like we've talked with the purge you know, you can keep going as long as oh, the yeah. character is alive. I mm-hmm. mean, you can keep it's, this going. And even even if even if like going on to, and if the characters are not alive, you still have the base rules. They set up their world nicely that things can fit. You have continentals all over the world. Well, and now we have a continental TV show that's going to be coming yeah. out too. So I mean, we could potentially be introduced to other people that that John Wick has run across. Yeah. Well, that's all in the future. Let's talk about part three because <laughs> that movie was. Fucking great. So the setup for part three is that, you know, John has one hour until his contract goes mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. and his contract is $14 million. Genius. I have to ask you, do you think you could get out alive if somebody had a $14 million bounty on your head? Uh, where would I be at? Would I be in like Kansas city or would I be dropped off in like Arizona? <laughs> Let's go Tijuana. Tijuana. Yes. Really? I think I could. Would you be hiding out in a donkey show or something? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he ha- he always calls me that. No, but like, <laughs> no, no. I I I would give it my best shot. Oh, but you know what? No, no. I you know I take that back. If there was a fourteen million dollar, or even if there was a two dollar bounty on my head, if John Wick was coming for me, I'm like, okay, I'm dead. Here, take me. I, I think I'd pretty much just resign to the fact exactly. that the bounty's going to be paid. It's the Baba Yaga. <laughs> I'm not going to be like 14 million and one, you know? <laughs> what about you, Greg D? Do you think you can get past the, the bounty? No, are you kidding? <laughs> I'm so lazy and just not motivated as it is. You put a bounty on me, much like genius, I'm just going to just give in. Just sloth my right? way through it. So where the fuck am I going to go? Am I not going to, I'm not going to go hide in the forest. Fuck all that. I don't dude. have that particular set right? of skills to exactly. like evade anything at this point. I don't even have that particular set of accessories. <laughs> I don't even know what to fucking do. I'd be dead. I'm not going to underground. That's for sure. So like, fuck all that noise. Like, yeah. Just like, mm. so you'd have to stay in Tijuana, man. Because I'd have you know, to. You, you wouldn't be able to go on the ocean. Yeah. No, so it's not like you can float to Hawaii or anything. That's true. Cause you're deathly afraid of water. I'm not going in there. There's things worse than John Wick. Cause I don't think John Wick could fight a Megalodon. The Megalodon. The Megalodon. It's a Megalodon. <laughs> but like, that, anyway. might, that might be the, the next logical conclusion to this because I'm John gonna, Wick fight dinosaurs I want to pose this to you. <laughs> this world is just so... Big! 
cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love it. I love yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. It's that heightened reality. But can anything kill John Wick? John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> is that the only the thing th- that can kill John Wick is John Wick. <laughs> that's the next thing that they're like. That's the only way they're gonna. The gangsters are gonna be able to kill them. They have to like give the MCU time device or something. This the, the they time have to use stone, the gauntlet, right? Like pew. they have to get like a napkin that Keanu sneezed in to get John Wick's <laughs> DNA to create right? a, a mini Wick. That's like mini Wick, <laughs> like one of those little tiny Wicks that go out, never go out. No, uh, <laughs> it's kind of that's John Wick Chapter Twelve. That's like we've run out of ideas, you know. <laughs> So, I mean, we set up the story pretty well. You know, you got a $14 million bounty, but we need to talk a little bit about the supporting cast. Let's talk about the cast. The cast is crazy. We know how awesome Ian McShane is as an actor. Mm -hmm. We know how awesome Keanu is as John Wick. But we need to talk about the introduction of the characters in Part 3 Parabellum. Because you have Asia Kate Dillon that comes in as an adjudicator. adjudicator. And she is so cold. and She's a goddamn robot. It's wonderful. From any type of emotion... And what her sole purpose is, is to find out why all these people broke the rules on behalf of John Wick. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, she's an auditor. Yeah. It, it, like the yeah. worst auditor you could ever run into. Because you know she can fuck you up. Oh, absolutely. With well, a fucking pencil. Well, there was she. There was such kind of grace to the character. Yeah. Even to like the most minute detail of the way she held her gloves mm-hmm. constantly at the side and just out like that. Very proper. A menacing grace. It was like almost Cersei-esque. You know, yeah. you don't want to fuck with her because you know if you fuck with her, you're going to like wind well, up in a river. Even her marker was different yeah. as well. Yeah, it was like a special marker, like this is what I got. And it was crazy because it was almost like a business card. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a business card you kept. Right. No. It was a business card that she just showed you and be like, look, bitch, that's me. Mm-hmm. And then she just took it back, put well, it in her pocket. Even Charon himself, when he reacts to it, you know, it's what's great with him and, um, um, oh my God, what's his name? Uh, Lance... He- Lance Reddick. Oh, yeah. But just, the, you know, everything he conveys in his eyes, just that immediate like, okay, I'm going to allow you, allow you. And the immediate she leaves, she just gives her that look and you realize, okay, this is this is someone you do not want to mess with. Mm-hmm. And there's what, again, you don't get a lot of backstory. You're just immediately, this is an adjudicator. Let's just roll Let's with go it. go with it. Yeah, exactly. You have to pretty much explain yourself to her. I, I did like the fact that when they introduced Charon. This is the first time in any of the movies they actually mentioned him by name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything else has been the concierge. concierge. You know, so and he, he was he, a badass in this one. He got it. He's he he had a chance to get some licks in, and it was great. Yeah. So I mean, I just like the fact that they keep adding layers. Mm-hmm. You know, to each and every one of the characters. It's not necessarily just a John Wick centered film. I no. Mean, yes, he is the main character, but all of the ancillary characters in the supporting cast. Keep getting layers added on to Cause, like Lauren, like Cowboy Curtis, the King of the Bowery. Yeah. So like Lawrence Fishburne showing up, and you know, here's the first thing, the one thing that I forgot, I mean, totally forgot about it. Watching um, part one, two, and three together, when he shows up in part two, I was like, Matrix reunion. Why didn't I think of that? And I was like, That's even awesomer, you know. And so like, <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, you you take the red pigeon or the blue pigeon, right? But then he cuckoo. <laughs> so then <laughs> I know. So anyway, he comes in. <laughs> he comes in out of nowhere, like "Hello, Pee Wee," you know, and like <laughs> just being awesome. And then in part three, when she's the adjudicator's, like, "Hey, you help John Wick. I'm taking your shit. You have seven days to vacate. Seven days for seven yep. bullets." And he goes, ha, 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 
fuck you. And it was great because you had that Lawrence Fishman gravitas. Go fuck yourself, lady. And it was amazing. And she's like, all right, we'll go to war. Well, I mean, he's he's almost a caricature of himself. Yeah, because yeah. in the, in the yeah. second movie, would someone please get this man a gun? He's more morphine than Morpheus. I it's mean, great. He, he's exactly like King Ezekiel from The Walking yes, Dead. He's very like, much like, you know, a Shakespearean actor mm-hmm. that is a homeless, like, guy. A vagabond. Yeah. So and I, that's great because that's another thing, John Wick. You don't know who to trust because anybody can be an assassin. I think there's two Jesus. people in the John Wick universe: ones who work for assassins and ones who die by assassins. <laughs> so like you're either one or the other. Because everybody, the cab driver in the beginning is like, "Yes, sir, Mister Wick. I'll have the dog taken to the concierge." And one that's one good thing I like about the John Wick movies: they always treat their animals right. No animals are fucking harmed in the making. Well, in the first well, one, except <laughs> for the one that actually kicks off the, the entire yeah, the, except the for, wickedness. Yeah, except uh, for ah, uh, uh, that's the name. That's the name of the universe. The wicked instead of like the wickedverse, the wickedness. Yeah, there we go. The Baba Yaga. So you also have to dive into not necessarily just the adjudicator, but all of the the extra assassins that are put in this movie. Holy shit! And then all of a sudden, like Mad Dog comes out of nowhere. Oh. Uh, when Mad Dog showed up out of nowhere, even answering the phone, because wasn't because when the, you see like you know of course he's got a fourteen million dollar bounty, and you see the time we and going, they, they text everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you had like the only people that were missing were like Michael Jai White, mm-hmm. you know, Scott Atkins, Ray Park could have been in there. Well, I mean you're missing Tony Jaw. We're we've got a cameos. part four coming. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So why why wouldn't we? I mean this this could this become the the unintentional like expendables. expendables? Unintentional uh, expendables. Yeah. I, the unintentionables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look at what they're doing and what the, the, like all the people they're putting together with the especially as you said the guys from the raid now they are incorporating almost like they're acknowledging yes. These guys are badasses. And what I love not only is these new characters and we're going to get to the most preening fanboy of them all. Me? But, oh no. <laughs> yes. Sorry. You could give him a run for his money. You guys would be friends. But the actual the admiration that this, a lot of these assassins have for John Wick, you know, a lot of them are like, "Holy shit, you were retired. We never thought we'd have this opportunity to mix it up with you." Yeah, he's, he's infamous. He's the Baba Yaga. That's exactly it. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and Mad Dog has that line. He's just like, "It's such an honor to fight you." Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and they've <sighs> got kill moments on him. They could take out the Baba Yaga, but they have. Some, and also, I think it's because no one gets to kill him. But one of the greatest additions to this universe. Mark Dacascos's character zero, oh. yeah, and his oh, it was it was so refreshing to see him because I think you know, and this is just me though. The last thing I saw him in was Brotherhood of the Wolf, so and I mean I. I, I know that he's been in a ton of different things like Hawaii Five O and some some television shows, but that's really where where he came onto my radar. And Brotherhood of the Wolf is a great movie in and of itself, mm-hmm. but to see him be able to mix it up in the 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 Wikiverse, yeah, <laughs> is just awesome. I mean, it's it's every you know action fanboy's dream mm-hmm. for a good action movie to work, or for a good movie in general, you have to have a good villain to balance out your hero. And Zero is a fantastic villain because he's taking pleasure in this because like. <laughs> he's not listening to don't kill your idols you know what i'm saying so he's <laughs> he's ready to go so it's like an honor and of course if you're the man to take out john wick you would become infamous infamous instantaneously so of course he's like gonna go i mean like 
And so the adjudicator basically gets him, hires him to take out everyone and uh, dispense justice. But they are some badass ninjas, man, because they pull some ninjury, like it's, crazy ninjury up in this place, like like disappearing in the shadows and coming out. Some genuinely scary shots. And that's one thing I liked about part three. They added some like, I mean, it's always been horror and gory, but like very like scary, ominous, like John Wick always creeping out of the shadows, the ninjas coming out of nowhere and slicing people up like nothing and then just linking back. And then one where you just see he turns he's in one of the halls and he turns in the mirror and you just see that ninja running up and just slicing in town gorily and violently. It was wonderful. Well, I think for me, the, the best shot of the Shinobis was when they're on the, the fire escape and, and they've got that one guy and then all of a sudden one of the Shinobis slices him on yeah. the front, turns mm-hmm. him around, and then the other two guys slice him and he just dies. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, oh, that's uh, teamwork. That's some <laughs> that's some WWE tag team stuff right there. Hands were on the ropes. One of the things I liked, um, one of the great set pieces, I mean, every fight scene was a set piece, but one of the best ones for me were in the, that hall of weaponry. Oh, my God. And they're like... They're like fighting each other with like simple knives that they have, and they like go. Well, but even before that starts, when he's trying to put together, he actually pieces together, takes apart all these old antique like six Revolver, shooters, yeah. mm-hmm. creates one just for one shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you spend so much time with him doing that, and you're like, oh my god, for one headshot, and if, it's just like, are you kidding me? It That's so well indulgent. Yeah, but it was worth it though, because it was a great headshot. Because it's like, ah, pop, and then he just runs off. Well, you know, I, I don't. I, I want to go all the way back to the first one just really quickly. But the hype that came out of this film was that it's Keanu Reeves' character kills everyone through headshots, and it was mm-hmm. just like, okay, really, really. And then the first one, and it just and it carries through. That's what I love about it, all that. It's just that killer carnage, man. But he's throwing the knives and everything. Uh, no, that's next. That's a. Abs- the eye gouge that's at the, at the hallway scene they're fighting with these knives and they're throwing knives at each other and it's and it's awesome because some of them aren't landing it's, and that's what makes it even better because like and as they use up the knives they break another case and grab more knives it's just like it's like an it's like one of almost like the the, the cheat code from uh from doom or wolfenstein when you get unlimited ammo right. all was, they're doing is completely breaking cases and just throwing knives at each other this was, was totally a video game it was golden eye mm-hmm yeah, yeah. Like, the only knives, knives and, and then slaps <laughs> knives and slaps that's, that's all it was, was. And <laughs> but it was so and i'm when i say it's absurd i mean it in a lovingly way because i was having so much because yeah. like you said how do you keep topping mm-hmm. everything and like Absolutely. i said when we watched it back to back man you keep escalating and by the time we got to the third one it's like holy shit what is going to happen we didn't even talk about the book scene yeah when There's, he was still oh, Jams that book in the dude's mouth. That guy, that's the NBA ball player. Uh, yeah, Boban. There, there, there's a there's a portion where he's in a library, and and it's before the time when the actual contract goes live, and he's going back to you know John Wick always stashes things everywhere. Right. He's got safety deposit all over boxes town. In, in you know in, in different banks. He's got all over the world <laughs> weapons and cash and passports and everything. So he goes. And he checks out a book where he's kept a picture of of, of Helen mm-hmm. uh, and passports and, and whatever else. Well, as he's going back there, he's confronted with this ginormous individual. And he, he says, you know, we don't need to do this because it's not even time yet. And he goes, 
well, what's a couple minutes going to do? You know, who's going to know? So I'm say, you sure you want to do this? He goes, let's do this. All right. Stick, 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 stick. John always gives an out with a lot of people occasionally. Oh, I'd, I'd leave. That's what I love. I'd, I'd check out. I'd, yes. I'd call an Uber. I'd be like, nah, John, you're cool. See you, man. These books are overdue. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for John to be like, don't you know that the way that's a system? And like chop in half. But no, he no, chopped he's... that book in that dude's mouth, put him on the ground, and like, like <laughs> Dewey Decimal curb stomped him. Just like, pop, 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 pop. Well, and that wasn't even the the best of the the best of the fight sequences because the entire time he's using this book as not necessarily just a defensive weapon, but as an offensive mm-hmm. weapon. I mean, he's hitting pressure points, he's jabbing him in the throat with like this gigantic, you know, King James Bible. I said, read. <laughs> <laughs> Reading is fundamental, right? Uh, and then well, then he's going around like he's stabbing people in the eye. He's riding on horses. Oh, first of all, that eye gouge was insane. Chad Stilinski, he must have seen like a Fulci film or something like that. That eye gouge was insane because his eye is open the whole fucking time. And I will say this. We had just sat through two John Wick films. People reacted strongly to the third mm-hmm. one. Like, And again, it's probably because we were all seeing it for the first time, but people still had energy for it. And mm-hmm. It just shows you what the movie did. That was the best part, man. Hearing well, people still react. Yeah, and you think about it. I mean, you had just, I mean, the first movie two hours long mm. we started at six o'clock that oh, movie man. ran to eight eight to ten for the second yep. movie at ten o'clock after two movies you think that just like you said greg spent. people would be you know spent they'd be exhausted from so much action but there were times and i mean granted i'm probably not the best barometer for how good an action film is but there were people audibly cheering yep like they did during Endgame, like they did during <laughs> Captain Marvel. I was one of them. I was too. But you had these people like audibly cheering on yeah. a character that cannot hear them. You know, and it's just it's it's fun to see that. Fuck type- right, John Wick, kill that motherfucker. <laughs> it, it's nice to see that type of energy with a film because there are a lot of times when you know theaters will be no 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 you need to be quiet. Mm-hmm. One of the people that was in the film is a is an employee of the theater and she was more audible than we were. Yeah, she was having a good time and. You you know what this movie like you said earlier it's indulgent it's big it's 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 got two motorcycle chase scenes and one of them's on fucking horseback so like absolutely it's insane when he okay when <laughs> there's this one motorcycle chase and i think it's the second one where these ninjas are going on there and one of them his bike is, uh, is about to explode so he jumps on the other bike and they're going back to back meanwhile this other guy is coming up there he stabs the dude in the shoulder with a knife makes his arm drop the arm gets caught in the in the motorcycle <laughs> wheel boop, 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 rolls him up like a fucking car like like one of those like a venetian blind knocks over the other bike and takes out two more people and i'm like holy shit then it's... the guys at the back to back are coming up he's got the knife and he's like stick and he shish kebabs them it makes them go takes out another one stuntman that was sitting on the side explode kaboom takes the knife again and then rams it in the spokes of another bicyclist a la last crusade in indiana right. jones yeah. boom 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 and all this happened in the matter of seconds and you're just like holy shit it's bombastic it is huge it's like i said it, the absurdity level it just keeps topping it and i ca- i was laughing actually throughout most of it i'm it's just like funny. oh my god are you kidding me well and and like we talked about with the first film you know there are beats of, of comedy in, in, in the the wick universe mm-hmm. but number three really brings a whole lot more in, in regards to uh, Zero's character and mm-hmm. just like the fanboy affection yeah. for John Wick that everybody seems to have. 
you know, it's 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 refreshing to see that not only, you know, the, you're going to have this gigantic, you know, fight sequences and you're going to have over the top choreography, but you're also going to have like little interjection moments where you kind of back off a little bit. John Wick had two more things than the other ones. John Wick three, he had more comedy and more kung fu than the other ones. Yeah. And I think it worked. The comedy beats were hilarious because it was not like, oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. But at the same time, that's pretty good. For example, we haven't even talked about Sophia Halle Berry and her dogs. Holy. We had go- we have dog foo in this film. Mm-hmm. They When they attacked, it was a goddamn ballet of violence, of canine carnage. That entire sequence. Can- canine crotch uh, you know, carnage. Crana- right? Yeah, can- crotch. Those dogs were incredible. <laughs> Sick them balls, right? It was like, <laughs> hum, num, 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 num. But it was uh, the way they moved, the way every Halle Berry worked with them. She did great. Halle, Halle Berry kicked level. so much ass in this movie. Yeah, and I heard a lot of people that were saying, oh, well, she's the weakest link of the film. And to what them, the I ever? say, F you. What exactly. movie were they watching? Yeah, exactly, because she was incredible in this mm-hmm. film. Just, like, her level of training was was absolutely on par with Keanu's. And the fact that they had to, you know, use the, the canines as well. You know, she stashes a gun in one of the, the service dog's harness. Yeah, to kill, <laughs> to kill Braun. When Braun shows up. Yeah. I hear an audible, like, yeah, from you guys down on the like, other side. Yeah, Braun! <laughs> <laughs> But that was a nice touch as well when you get that whole part, part side introduced. But spoiler alert, when he shoots when he the dog. When he shoots the dog, when he shoots the dog, I was like, oh, no. And then that There's... leads the whole entire scene of dog carnage because the dog is wearing a bulletproof vest. <laughs> and she's like, and dog, because she even says, because, of course, bulletproof vests save every fucking buddy in this one. That's, no. that's, that's, if this was a video game, which it is, that's their armor, right? That's their, like, armor bar. But, like. So she shoots the dog, and everybody's like, <gasps> and like, especially and, Amber. Well, and John Wick looks at Sophia and he says, Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't, don't do it. Do yeah. it. And, and I'm like, How is John Wick going to tell somebody not to kill somebody <laughs> but over then, a puppy? But and then, 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 yeah. the beat, and then all the carnage going on, and then afterwards, everything's said and done. And she goes, he, he says to her, You shouldn't have done that. And she goes, He, he shot, shot my dog. dog. He goes, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, it's like that. It's like, yes, it's funny. Just not like, like I said, it wasn't like stepbrothers, but at the same time, right. the moments of levity worked. And then Angelica Houston being a badass in her own way, too. Well, that's actually, you get more backstory to John exactly. Wick now, because mm-hmm. the minute I saw the tattoos on the ballerina, cause I will say that, yeah. I, and I'm going to, it might revoke my coolness card, but I always find it a little bit lame when you get that shot of the, the badass with all the tattoos on the back, this and that. I just think it's kind of cliched. But I was kind of glad to see that it's almost like a mark of mm-hmm. like a classification mm-hmm. or, you know, this is your brand. This is your, your tribe is. Yeah. yeah, your school of like assassin wizardry. But also, do you ni- <laughs> like the nice kind of balance between the ballet that goes on and the dance that, if you will, from on stage and in behind the scenes mm-hmm. and how they're able to incorporate that within the, like the character, almost like the fighting style of Wick. That's where yeah. it came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they give him a lot more backstory in terms of like showing how he was kind of trained to be this like Uber assassin, but know? it never goes back in time. Right. No, yeah. No. It, it, it just gives us glimpses mm-hmm. into the next, into like the next generation of killer or the yeah. next generation of Wick, mm-hmm. you know? And that was, like you said, that was, I think probably one of the most refreshing things is that we never go back. No, you know, it, we, we might, we might get like one or two lines of exposition, to, to give of us a little why bit more. we're going right. on this, but, but we never, never get we never get like some weird flashback other than the the moments of John Wick and Helen. Yeah, it ne- it never showed like you know Wick a young John Wick in the ballet school wrestling or anything. And right. I really hope we don't get no, that because no. I exactly. think the strength of this series is Keanu. The mm-hmm. fact that it's Keanu doing almost everything: the driving, the kung fu, the gun fu. Yeah, it's unreal. 
like I said, he, he, he makes me feel lazy, you know, realizing that he's in his fifties doing this. Right. It's like, holy shit. He's over there doing half. I, there's no way I could do half this shit that he does. Hey, all I'm saying is if I had eight hours a day to train, I still wouldn't be able to do it. But, you know, <laughs> right. right? <laughs> that, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. But with, you know, we, we get added mythos, we get added um, character development and everything. I, I do want to talk about one one of the fight sequences when you had Mad Dog from the raid mm-hmm. and you had CSEP when they were battling. And there are a couple comedic beats because yeah. it just keeps going up and up and up. And there's a there's a point where like John Wick calls timeout. He, he like looks at me he's like, just a second, guys. And he kind of walks over and he's just getting he's getting his ass beat. And all yeah. of a sudden he becomes the shadow, you know, he. <sighs> He just, just disappears. disappears. Do you think that was a reference to that? Uh, there's a fight scene in Meals on Wheels with Benny the Jet and Jackie Chan, where at one point Jackie's like, "No, give me a second. And he sits down on a chair for just like a brief second. I, I think there's, there's a lot of that with Chad Stileski because if if you watch any of his interviews, I mean, he is very aware of the people that have paved the road for yeah. this type of film. You know, he he calls back to the villainous. He calls back to. Yeah. He's a huge fan of Bruce Lee. Um, he he mentions Jackie Chan multiple times, so I would have no doubt that you know that played a lot into like his his uh, preparation and the way that they wrote the film. Well, we talk about on our other podcast that me and Greg does, the Nightmare Junkhead shout out that the that the new generation of horror fans are aware of the whole old school. They're fans of the old school. Because that's what they grew up with. So now that they're making movies, they're bringing that perspective and that love of the genre. And it shows. I mean, it really does. Because you can tell that he was a stuntman before because he knows how to choreograph and how to show a fight. Exactly. It's not any of that shaky cam shit. It's not any of that like kind of off-screen stuff. It shows gore. John Wick at one point opens the visor of this guy. Puts a shotgun in it, boom, and puts the visor down. It's gory as shit, but he knows how to show it. He shoots wide. He, you get to see the action. That's the thing I think that when we talk about elevated action, when you get to see it and appreciate it, because it's it's lovingly crafted. You know all the choreography, everything that has to go right. Even working with the dogs. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine working with dogs on a set with all that chaos going around. We haven't talked about what I think is the greatest scene in here: the 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 barn scene. The horses. The horses. Yeah. That got to probably use horses as weapons. The it's biggest fantastic. laugh for me was the fact that he utilizes a goddamn horse as a weapon twice. Perfect. Yes, <laughs> you know John Wick. Okay, I think John Wick is the Iron Maiden of action movies because don't you always say if it's good enough to do it once, do, do it, it twice? twice. Yeah, because John Wick had two horse kicks, two motorcycle fights, two yep. cross country treks. That's you know what I'm saying, like. It's double when it says double the action. It's double the action. It's, double the fun. <laughs> the double mint twins are shooting at you, but like, <laughs> it's it's indulgent and wonderful. It's an action movie for action movie fans from an action movie fan. Absolutely, anybody that was brought up in the you know the the canon days and and the Arnold days, <laughs> the John the Woo Stalo- days, the, the Stallone yeah. days, the Woo days. You know, anybody that was a fan of any of those franchises that came out of the 80s, 90s, early 2000s are going to absolutely love this franchise. And they're yeah. going to want to keep it going for as long as humanly possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the fights just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And even when it becomes smaller, it's still a big fight because the final fights are him and it was the two guys from the raid. And the one thing when I said it's a video game, you notice how they progressed on different levels. Like you literally, he had to go through them to get to the next level to get to the next boss. It was wonderful. And 
I think the thing that I liked most about the fight with Mad Dog and, and CSEP when you're seeing that is that John Wick is getting his ass kicked because yeah. he's finally at the point. I mean, he's been in retirement for five years. You they know, even he's kind of lost a step. Yeah, they mentioned that yeah. they're like he seems a little bit slow. Yeah, and and they just continue to throw him through glass oh cases. Oh my god! That, I mean, it's almost the Simpsons rake was. game. Yeah, it was over totally and over was. again. But every single time it worked because it took more out of him funny and even before that even before he fought those two guys he fought their army of goons the like goons. The hired goons hired like, goons bleh. and before that he fought unstoppable stormtroopers with bulletproof armor so it's just like escalating and more and i'll tell you what that one scene where he used the goons weapons against them when they're in the hall of mirrors and every time they're hitting it's leaving that like streak on the the, the uh, slash mark on the window it's sweet but he has one where he throws he the guy a uh, guy swings his sword at John Wick John Wick ducks yep. the sword is stuck in the mirror he grabs another guy jams his neck into the sword and slides it back and i'm like god damn well like this might be the appropriate time to mention john wick has killed more people than how do who did they say michael myers My- and jason Voorhees and freddy krueger combined and it shows because it is fucking violent well, and wonderful on nightmare junkhead genius and i talk a little bit about um, movies we call secret slashers or pseudo slashers where they're kind of unconventional slasher movies mm-hmm. you know but i think john wick could he be considered a secret slasher oh absolutely he's coming out of the shadows like all of a sudden the Yaga, right you know I, the, the only thing i want to know is how much money does charlie have the cleaner when, when they make a reservation because you know he is constantly getting money from all these guys mr mr wick, mr. wick? Mm-hmm. it's like how much money does that little dude have that's probably the way to survive within that world is actually to have a good to be a cleaner. Business. Yeah, I, I, I think I think the um, the continental gets pro bono. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that would the, make sense. The, the cleaners are for outside. Because what happens in the con? Because they can just burn the bodies down in the continental. We get a lot more continental action, and we get again the elements of the continental coming into play. And this is probably my one of my favorite scenes in the film. And we've already talked about zeros. The secret ingredient is admiration. <laughs> when he when they sit down on the couch, they get they they break into the continental. They say break Absolutely. it up. Absolutely. Zero sits right next to John. Mm-hmm. And then there's that beat, and you see Wick like what the hell? And then he moves over to the to the other guy, and then he's just he he like he he changes character. Yeah, because he he's just from big the assassin. Like, like Mr. Wick, you're fantastic. I'm <laughs> such a big you're fan. You're dreamy. I'm such a big fan. When you killed that one guy in Morocco, it was, it was really cool. Like you, you can know? see hearts just yeah, emanating exactly. out of him. And he I, was a real life Instagram filter. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> he what he was. was. Just like he's like, you know what? Me and you are the same. And it was like, no, we're not, kid. No. Shut up. And like, Mrr. but he was just there was just such a enthusiasm for it. And mm-hmm. Like I said, that. I think it might, that could have alienated people, but man, that just made me love that character yeah. even more. Yeah, absolutely. But it just shows you the the mythology again of John Wick and how his the legend is just how it's it, it's a character in the movie itself. He's the Baba Yaga. Well, because most of these guys, if they're trained assassins, they don't think they're ever going to run into John Wick, and if they do, it's going to be on the bad end of John Wick. Right. Very brief. So it's like you know, it would be like me meeting Schwarzenegger at the gym. You know, it'd be like, hey, oh my god, I just dropped a weight on myself and killed me. (laughs) The Austrian (laughs) O. But it it would be one of those things like that. I mean, it's just such fanboy admiration. Yeah. Well, the raid guys, like you said, they could have killed him 
multiple times, mm-hmm. but and they didn't. Again, spoilers, like we always say, the, I'm glad that he left him alive. Well, they no, they finally were just like, okay, we're done. We're, yeah, we're, we're done. done. We, we, we got to we, fight yeah, him. We get, yeah, cool, we're cool, we're we cool. Can, we can Played tweet it. about this. He fights and runs away. Let's but divide another day. John Wick is a bucket list item for assassins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I can go toe-to-toe with him or if I could kill him, mm-hmm. are you kidding? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it, John Wick. But I also let me. Just, I also think also it's kind of a realization that, you know, the the style of John Wick he probably couldn't take those guys out literally, mm-hmm. and I think that's a nice acknowledgement to that. That as badass as John Wick is, he's still a human being. Yeah, he still could be beaten. Yeah, two badasses against one badass. I mean, and especially after he's powered down. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad they kind of left. I'm glad they left a lot of things open ended, and I'm going to go into spoilers. When we, the, we've already we've been. already yeah, yeah way into spoilers, spoilers but I mean like when Cowboy Curtis spoilers. <laughs> When the adjudicator comes in and he goes, yeah, you have seven days to get out. And he's like, fuck you. And then later on, he comes back a week later. I'm like, okay, seven slashes for seven for seven bullets. And he goes, do your best. I'm the fucking king, right? Slice, 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 slice. And he died. And I was like, that's a fitting end. You know, if that's the way that um, the Bowery, the Bowery king, king goes, then I'm okay with that. Because he went out one on his terms <laughs> and two like a fucking G, right? So, but then when he comes back. I was like, yeah. And he's scarred. Oh, he is fucked up. Looking he's like a Tyrion. He's super villain mode, man. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's cowboy cut up. I mean, <laughs> I like it. I mean, the only thing he was missing was a swivel chair and a cat. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really it. We meet again, Mr. Wick. Right? But all the twists and turns, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't see coming. Like, but I'll, okay. Do we really want to talk about the, the big twist, though? I think if we went into spoilers, I we talked about it after the movie. Okay. What do you what do you what do you think? We want to talk about the your show. Sure. Let's go ahead and do it. What do you think, Jonathan? <laughs> like Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. What have you done, <laughs> cocksucker? But um, no. So when finally, okay. So Ian McShane. So the adjudicator says, okay. So he goes on this cross country trek and he finds like the leader of the high table, apparently. And it's mm-hmm. that nice epic shot you get of him in the desert. In the desert. Which, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, how the, the hell? The fuck does he get in the what? desert? I thought he was in Vegas, and he's, like, going, like, dunes, you know? I didn't <laughs> I didn't expect him. Always like, bet on Wick. Right? Ah! I didn't I didn't expect him to be in actually fucking <laughs> Casablanca, right? <laughs> Play it again, Wick. You know? So, like, man. But... <laughs> So he goes and finds that shenanigans ensues that cut off his like finger. Oh my God. You know, and he goes, either you die here or you live for No. They didn't cut off he his cut finger. Off his he finger. cut off his finger with like a chisel. Right. One blow, too. That's, that's like the worst of my nightmares ever. Because I'm a contractor. I use chisels every day. Mm. There's no way in you, hell I'm taking off a finger. Did you wince at that one? Oh hell yeah, I did. Because I mean it was one swift blow. Yeah, it was. Whop. Instead of hammering it in like John Wick did, like four or five twice. That's... Again. Double, yeah. double the wick, double the fun, right? But no, though he comes back and they're like, "Okay, we need you to kill." Um, oh gosh, Ian McShane. Mm-hmm. We need you to kill Ian McShane because he overstepped his line. He goes, "Fine, I'm, I'm, I live to serve." What was the line? I am, sir. Uh, I have served. I and am I of can, service. Yeah, I am a service, and I will continue to serve, or something like that. <laughs> but <laughs> genius just made the sign of the cross and didn't blow up so i think we're safe <laughs> john wick comes in you know <laughs> no the papa yaga um no so he's like okay and ian mcshane's like look do you want to like 
actually, you do a good Ian McShane when you when you do your dialogue. Do it as Ian McShane. Come on. Do you want to kill for life, or do you want to stick around and remember for living? Right. And good. so he goes, because I mean, he's got a point. Because like, you're gonna be like the high tables bitch. Just go kill this person, kill that person, go to that exactly, person for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, or. You know, or you can help your buddy Ian McShane fight these fuckers off because they already don't give a fuck. You already gave him your wedding ring, and they're gonna keep hunting you for as long as you live because you already told the adjudicator to fuck off, right? She did great, by the way. Yeah. Great when he when Ian McShane hung up on her. Oh, glorious, <laughs> glorious, glorious! Because she's over there, she's over there talking shit. Because all these these the, we talked about earlier about the no. superhero vests, the the guys yeah. and the, the stormtroopers, they're all coming in. Ian McShane's is chilling out. I'll have a brandy, right? And he's sitting in the big old vault, right? <laughs> the adjudicator calls up. We could do this all day, you piece of shit, blah blah. And he just like hangs up on her, and she's like, oh, right. And I was like, you want to speak to the manager now? Right? <laughs> it was great. We did it was like, ah. Oh. Wonderful. Well, and it's just like you talked about, you know, that, that vault sequence is just like leveling up. Mm-hmm. Because when they go yeah. out there, they go out there with handguns and they realize, oh shit, I they can't get back. through this armor. So like all of a sudden they're like, we need something bigger. So they go get shotguns with armor piercing rounds and it's just like, oh. That was great. He's nice. over there. Pop, 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 pop. Also, talk about the callback to the Matrix. Guns. Lots, Lots of, of guns. guns. Yeah. yeah. There's so much. But I wouldn't be a wick flick without... The fact you get that armoring up scene, you mm-hmm. get them in all of them. It just becomes a staple of that. It's so violent. It's so violent. That it's first so headshot, it just oh my god. And, and unreal. so, unreal. like toward the end of the film, you know the the big like big reveal that Genius was talking about, and we talked about not wanting to spoil, spoil whatever, yeah. is that we find out that that Winston is not necessarily John's friend. He's a businessman. Yeah. He's he's trying to keep his hotel. Yeah. The adjudicator says, okay, well, we see that you're just doing this in strength. So what are we going to do with John Wick? And he goes, I know what to do. Pop, pop, pop. Shoots him. John Wick falls violently. When John Wick falls on those awnings that bing, bing, bing. Because those weren't like Three Stooges cloth awnings. No, that was like fire escape, New York fire escape, (laughs) metal tin awnings, like old tin like probably made rusty with, he's got tetanus right? now he's made with like fucking steel oh, maybe what if it was tetanus that does john wick in <laughs> wouldn't that be insulting oh, jonathan no. wick done in by 15 cents worth of penicillin what uh, who, who is he why, al capone why aren't you talking jonathan <laughs> <laughs> he has to shove a gold coin in his <laughs> mouth to keep him from swallowing his tongue, tongue. <laughs> <laughs> But that, like, that's some that's some fan fiction that needs to be written. That's some dark fan fiction that needs to be written. No, so he falls down, and then the next thing you know, like of course, like in true slasher motif, he's gone. Yep. But <laughs> at the same time, the adjudicator's like, "Well, we'll find him. You did your part. You can keep the hotel." So we're like, "Okay." And then even um, the concierge is like, "Well played, sir." conjecture i mean let's talk about it do you think he was like hooking john wick up or do you think he betrayed john wick Ooh, greg i'll let you feel that one since you're the guest uh the ian mcshane character Mm -hmm. he's i mean he's got to be probably playing a long game i imagine Mm -hmm. maybe there's an assumption that john wick would survive that because apparently you can't kill him because after that fall when i saw that i was like oh john wick's dead he's dead like, wow, they just ended yeah, this I film. Cring- they I cringed ended- once he hit the concrete, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. But when he shows back, I don't think, I think it's a legit thing. I think he's thinking of the Continental, of the business. You know, I it, it probably killed him to do it, but. I don't think so. I no. think he's hooking it up. I think he's, again, he's thinking of the long game, like you're saying. 
but he knows he can't kill John Wick because if he really wanted to kill John Wick, he would headshot him. He knows that he's wearing the bulletproof vest. He shot him in almost specific spots where he, the doctor told him to shoot him, where he tried to shoot the doctor. Mm-hmm. Pop, pop, pop. If he was that close, that quick, and surprised John Wick, if he really wanted to kill him, he would take him right in the head, right in the dome. Pop, pop. That's fair. That's the only way to kill the Baba Yaga. <laughs> Plus the fact that he knows, like, the Bowery King is probably down there waiting for him or something. Chuds are going to come or something. <laughs> he knows that, like, John Wick is cool. While, yeah, he's hurt, I think he's playing the game, and I think he's still Team Wick. And I think John Wick is, understands that. I hope John Wick understands that. I think he'll be pretty pissed and bruised, but I think he understands. <laughs> oh, definitely bruised. I, I think Winston did it for, you know, to keep the Continental and to keep it as a safe haven for mm-hmm. everyone. So I think, you know, we're, we're going to see ultimately in John Wick 4 that he shows back up at the Continental and be like, Why, why'd you shoot me? <laughs> you know? And, and Winston has to explain himself because, I mean, that was pretty rough. But if they think that if the high table thinks that John Wick is dead, and they think that everything is hunky-dory, they think that John Wick is dead. They think that the Bowery King is dead. And they think everything is hunky-dory, okay? The fact that none of them are dead and nothing is hunky-dory at the Continental, of course that's the great way to set it up. It sets up your battle lines for the next movie. The high table versus the low table? The, uh, or yeah. the high the, table versus, versus the, the kids' table? table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah. No, it sets up basically he goes, We are the high table and he animation and we're New York City, right? So like it's totally New York versus New the York world. and John Wick yeah. versus the high table and fucking you got John Wick, so it's already the odds are already in there. The odds are forever in their favor. <laughs> so like Yeah. And you also have a very enraged John Wick now. Are you is- angry? Yeah. I'm angry. Just all, that was not good. <laughs> was, that's okay. You've been killing the Ian McShane. The Winston would be proud. It's the jelly beans. <laughs> so have we sufficiently covered John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum? I'm going through my notes. I talked about all the fun stuff that there is in this film, and that, that's what it is, man. It is fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. There's no better way to waste two. It's a long movie, too. It, it, it's two hours, but it flies by flies by okay so like we do on all of our episodes on a scale of one to ten ten being the highest greg d since you are the guest how would you rate john wick chapter three parabellum i'm probably breaking the rules but so does john wick chapter three parabellum <laughs> i'm going to 11 on that one Ooh, nice. very nice 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 genius what about you speaking of parabellum okay i didn't really know what it meant I you looked it up, didn't you? No, I did not. And I'm glad I did not look it up. Because when he drops what it means, mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful. I almost went, yes! Right? Just all excited. Ten. Dude, ten. This is my favorite of the three movies. And I think my favorite movie, action movie I've seen in a long, long time. Almost right up there with Fury Road. Mm. Very awesome. And I'm actually going to go five. Fuck just... you, dude. <laughs> you just no. say that even jokingly, Baba Yaga comes out of nowhere and like, pop, pop, pop. I got to go with a five because I haven't seen part four yet. No, I- I'm definitely going to go ten. I mean, for an action aficionado connoisseur, if you will, yeah. this hit every single 
point that I look at for a film. You know, does it have guns? Does it have kick-ass martial arts? Does it have a huge body count? Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, my God. And, I mean, this one just interjected. Uh, it was like that uh, that that turkey thing, that the injector, the flavor injector. It's like it <laughs> just get, flavor? It, yeah. The whole ass gloves of garlic, but John Wick shoots him in them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he shot him in the turkey with flavor and comedy. You know, so, I mean, it just made the meal that much better. And I think the characters that we had, you know, we had some that got dispatched, but the characters that we have going into, you know, what could be part four, part five, whatever else they want to do, or float around the different, you know, I guess satellite shows and everything else, I think it's just going to make the world even better. Yeah. You know? I'm excited for four and anything else they have to do with John Wick. Well, it was, anything. It was funny. After chapter two, I remember just, I was like, oh my God, I got to wait how much longer to get to yeah. chapter three? Sure enough, man, they did it to me again. Mm-hmm. Chapter three ends. I'm like, damn it now. But I got, I, I got two years, man. Got to hold out. Got to hold out. them John Wicks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg, I want to thank you again oh. for sitting in on this, man. I yeah. know that I've been on Nightmare Junkhead a couple times, and I think this is only your second time on Media Rewind. correct. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's on. because we do like, you know, 10 p.m. shows on Sundays. Right. And, <laughs> and you, you've got to be responsible on Monday and go to work. No, I'm just old. It's okay. You can admit it. But thank you again for sitting in. No, thank you. Yeah, so, definitely, dude. And on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. And I'm going to go gather some gold coins like I'm fucking Mario.